the mark of the beast. Everyone wonders what it is, yet virtually everyone gets it wrong. But today, you are going to learn exactly what the mark of the beast is. You're going to learn how the mark is present in the world today, and you're going to learn what you need to do about it now. Because in many ways that will surprise you, the mark of the beast is already here. We're going to show you right now on Tomorrow's World. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. Few concepts in Bible prophecy have generated more speculation than the book of Revelation's infamous mark of the beast. Today we will explain that mark. We'll also explain how it is present in the world today and show you if you or your loved ones are currently impacted by it. Regrettably, most today who create popular literature or videos about the mark of the beast fail to put the whole of God's Word together on the topic, basing their ideas on the latest fads of technology or simply their own ideas. Ironically, when you truly understand it, many of those same individuals show evidence of the mark of the beast themselves in their own ministries. Today, we're going to clear away all the confusion, open up the Bible, and let God's Word explain to you the mark of the beast in the Bible's own terms, not made-up ideas, human guesses, or unfounded conspiracy theories. We'll also be offering you one of our most popular free DVDs, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. This collection of three Tomorrow's World programs explains the signs that will identify the Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation including a full program devoted to the mysterious number 666. Be sure to take note of the information you need to get your own free copy. No strings attached. The Mark of the Beast makes its appearance in chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. If you're familiar with our website, you know that we have a multitude of resources to help you understand this remarkable book. For now, let's just briefly set the stage. Revelation chapter 13 speaks of a powerful, blasphemous beast seen in a vision rising out of the sea. The Apostle John, recording the vision shown to him by Jesus Christ, tells us that this beast is an individual empowered by the devil, worshipped by the world, and in possession of unmatched military, political, and economic might representing a revived version of the ancient Roman Empire. The free DVD that we're offering today identifies the world-ruling government that will be controlled by this beast, the region of the world in which it will rise, and the primary nation that will wield its power. But chapter 13 also describes a second beast, one that appears as a lamb but speaks as a dragon. That is, it looks like it's of Christ, the Lamb of God, but it speaks the teachings of the dragon, that is, the devil. This second beast, identifiable by the signs revealed on today's free DVD, represents the coming false prophet and antichrist who will lead a false version of Christianity and wield remarkable religious power, causing the people of the world to worship the first beast. Together, these two powers, 
the revived Roman Empire, a political, economic, and military juggernaut symbolized by the first beast, and the global counterfeit Christian religion symbolized by the second beast will mercilessly persecute true followers of Jesus Christ at that time, leading to Jesus' return to conquer all nations and to inaugurate the kingdom of God. It is in the context of these two powerful individuals and the systems they control that we read of the mark of the beast. Speaking of the false prophet and how he supports the worship of the first beast, prophecy tells us in Revelation 13, beginning in verse 16, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now here we see a few important facts. We are told that all under the influence of the beast are required to show this mark. We see that the mark goes on the hand and on the forehead. Finally, we see that the mark is used by these despotic regimes to maintain economic control and regulate who's able to buy or sell. Before we begin exploring what this mark is, we should perhaps mention several popular theories that get it wrong. Many have speculated that the mark of the beast is some sort of barcode that must be printed on individuals' hands or foreheads. Many have suggested that the mark could be related to the modern prevalence of credit cards and debit cards. Today, it has become common to claim that the mark of the beast will be a computer chip, perhaps placed under people's skin, on their hand or on their forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless they accept the chip. Some have worried that government identification, such as social security numbers, represent this mark, or that the growth of biometric scanning, such as using your fingerprint to turn on your phone, might be the beginning of the mark of the beast. But as we will soon see, though technology may be employed to communicate information related to the mark, these things are absolutely not the mark itself not according to your Bible. Another mistake is confusing the mark of the beast with the number of the beast, as though they were one and the same. You'll notice that verse 17 mentioned both of these, and verse 18 elaborates on the latter. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. The number is not the same as the mark of the beast, though many confuse the two. However, though this number is not the mark, it is vital to understand. If you want to understand this enigmatic number, you need today's free DVD, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. It contains three Tomorrow's World telecasts that reveal the truth about these two global powers that are soon to rise. These three programs, Seven Signs of the Antichrist, The Prophesied Beast, and 666, go into prophetic details that many churches fear to explain and do not want you to hear. These dictatorial powers will rise in the days ahead, 
and usher in suffering such as mankind has never seen. You and all you know and love will be affected. Many talk about these things but do more harm than good with their personal theories and unproven assertions. This DVD gives you the proof you need to escape deceptions in the days ahead. It is absolutely free. Request your copy now and I will be right back to show you the passages that revealed the fundamental aspect of the mark of the beast that almost everyone fails to grasp. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Call toll free now or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Then be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Welcome back. In our last segment, we discussed what the mark of the beast is not. Now let's begin understanding what it is. The mark of the beast is not at all what most people think, and it is already widely present in the world. God says in Revelation 14 and verse 10 that He will pour out His full wrath on those who have this mark. Now this itself is a vital clue about the mark's identity. As the Bible makes plain that those who receive God's wrath are called the sons of disobedience. The mark of the beast is related to disobeying God's commands. Those who claim that things like the U.S. Social Security number are the mark of the beast are unable to demonstrate how such a thing disobeys God. Which of God's Ten Commandments are broken by being assigned a Social Security number? None. The mark is of personal disobedience. So what is it? To understand that, we need to understand some additional passages from God's Word. God inspired the Bible over time to form a complete book, and one must look at the entire book to understand it completely. One of the keys to understanding prophecy, as we have said many times, is to let the Bible interpret the Bible. If we want to understand the mark of the beast, we must read with God's mind, revealed in His Word and not our own. So let's begin. First, notice again how the mark is described. In Revelation 13, we're told in verse 16 that the false religious prophet causes everyone to bear this mark of disobedience on their right hand or on their foreheads. Now turn in your Bible to Deuteronomy 6, where God speaks not of the mark of the beast, but of His own mark, which is to be on your hand and on your forehead. Let's begin in verse 6. After reviewing the Ten Commandments in chapter 5, God tells His people, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. 
You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. God expects His commandments to be on our hand or on our forehead between our eyes. Now, many misunderstand this passage to mean that physical copies of the commandments must be strapped to one's head or arm. But the command is rather to obey the commandments. The hand is the symbol of action and what we do. The forehead represents our thoughts and how we direct our eyes. God's commandments should be bound on our hands and our foreheads so that in all we do or think, we are obedient to Almighty God. His word repeats this admonition multiple times. For instance, Moses explains in Deuteronomy 11 and verse 18, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. After delivering Israel from Egypt, God said, It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. Let your Bible interpret itself. Jesus wasn't revealing something new about hands and foreheads. He was using symbolism God Himself established in the Old Testament. If God says that having something on your hand or forehead has to do with the commands you obey, trust Him to interpret His own words. Having a sign or mark on your hand or forehead designates obedience, whose laws you choose to obey with your actions and devotion. Having the mark of the beast on your hand and forehead places the Bible says God's commands should be means taking the law and commandments that represent God's identity and authority and replacing them with commands that represent the beast's identity and authority. And there's more. In our next segment, we will identify the specific command that represents this sign of authority and identity. But first, let us take a very brief break to give you another opportunity to request our free DVD, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. Many have tried to spread fear concerning these prophesied figures and be under no illusions. They will cause death and destruction such as never been witnessed. But you can fight fear with knowledge when you know who these individuals are. This free DVD will cast light on these two mysterious figures and mysterious number 666 so that you will understand what to look for without confusion and without question. Take just a moment to request your own free copy and I will be right back to tell you exactly what commandment the beast will seek to subvert to make his mark. And you'll see how that mark is active today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. We noted at the end of the previous segment that taking the mark or sign of the beast on your hand and forehead means taking devotion and obedience to God's commandments 
and replacing them with something representing the beast's supposed authority. What could that be? As usual, God's word contains the answer, but only if we read it carefully and don't assume that we already know. When we look to the inspired word of God and not our own ideas, do we see him set apart any of the Ten Commandments as a mark or sign identifying those who belong to him? Is it the Seventh Commandment telling us not to murder? Or the Second Commandment telling us not to worship idols? Actually, we don't have to speculate. God himself tells us clearly and directly which commandment he uses in a singular way to identify his own faithful people. It's the fourth commandment to observe the seventh day Sabbath. Don't believe me, believe your Bible. Let's look at it together. Turn to Exodus 31, beginning in verse 12. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. No other commandment is spoken of in this way. God says plainly that the seventh day Sabbath will be a sign between God and His people. It's not a coincidence that in Exodus 16, when God wanted to test the Israelites to see if they would walk in the fullness of His law, He tested them specifically on whether they would keep the seventh day Sabbath. According to God Himself, the fourth commandment represents a mark or sign between God and His people, representing their willingness to obey Him as their God. The Sabbath identifies His people to Him and identifies Him to His people. So, if the Bible says that obeying God's fourth commandment and keeping the biblical seventh-day Sabbath is a sign or mark of His faithful people, then what sort of sign or mark would it be to ignore that biblical command and replace it with the keeping of Sunday, the first day of the week, the day of ancient Rome's sun worship? Even the Roman Catholic Church admits that the only day set apart by God in the Bible is the seventh day Sabbath, and that nowhere does God's Word set apart Sunday. As the Catholic press noted as far back as August 25th, 1900, Sunday is a Catholic institution, and its claims to observance can be defended only on Catholic principles. From beginning to end of Scripture, there is not a single passage that warrants the transfer of weekly public worship from the last day of the week to the first. While many have twisted Bible verses to try to justify Sunday worship in the Christian church, changing the day of worship from the seventh day Sabbath to Sunday is not commanded anywhere in the Bible. In fact, in denomination after denomination, 
religious authorities have admitted this very fact. Rather than being biblically ordained, weekly worship on the first day of the week was associated in ancient Rome with the worship of the sun. In March of the year 321 AD, the Roman Emperor Constantine commanded rest on the venerable day of the sun. A command to worship on Sunday does not exist anywhere in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Put the Bible's testimony together. God Almighty commands that His own commandments be bound on our hands and foreheads, meaning that we obey Him and keep His commandments. Among those commandments, God singles out keeping the seventh day Sabbath as the mark or sign identifying Him to His people and His people to Him. The beast of Revelation, however, will require the world to replace that sign with a sign indicating disobedience to God's commandments and obedience to the beast's authority and commands instead. Casting aside the biblical seventh-day Sabbath and replacing it with the pagan day of the sun means accepting the mark of the beast. I know this surprises many of you, and I don't expect you to take my word for it. These will become matters of life and death. You should prove them for yourself. If you're all ready to begin doing that, then I strongly encourage you to get a copy of our free DVD, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. If you are tired of theories and guesses and want the unadulterated truth of the Bible about these two prophetic individuals, you need this free DVD. Here's how to get your copy. And when we come back, I'll explain what the mark of the beast means for you now and in the days ahead of you. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531. Call toll-free now or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Then be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Can it really be that simple and so widely unexpected? Is replacing obedience to God's fourth commandment to keep the seventh day Sabbath with the pagan originated day of Sunday really the mark or sign of the beast? It is. And I ask you to prove these things for yourself, for your sake and your families. Our website at tomorrowsworld.org has even more information to help you do just that. And truly, one of the best ways to begin is with your own copy of our free DVD, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. So you can delve into these things in your own home or listen to them as you drive. This information is life 
changing. And these two individuals will very soon influence the lives of every person on the planet. So what do these things mean for us today? Well, the past can give us a clue. Just as Sabbath keeping versus Sunday keeping will become a life or death issue under the reign of the Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation in a revived Roman Empire, it was a life or death issue centuries ago as well. Around 365 AD in so-called Christian Rome, Sabbath keepers who would not worship on Sunday were declared under a curse. As the apostate bishops of the Council of Laodicea declared, Christians must not Judaize by resting on the Sabbath, but must work on that day, rather honoring the Lord's day. But if any shall be found to be Judaizers, let them be anathema from Christ. To be declared anathema is to be declared under curse. Such sentiments will happen again. And those who will not submit to the beast by worshiping on the day of the sun instead of the seventh day Sabbath will be banned from buying or selling goods and persecuted by the beast. Yet God makes clear that His wrath is coming on those who will not repent of their taking on that mark of disobedience. At the fall of the future Babylon, the capital of the Antichrist and beast power, an angel flies through the air declaring, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. Meanwhile, those persecuted ones who have refused to take on this sign of the beast's authority and remain faithful to the commandments of God experience a very different fate. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Keeping the day of the sun instead of the day God commands may not be a literal matter of life and death today, but mark the words of your Bible. It will be. However, you don't have to wait to take on God's own mark. You can begin today keeping His commandments and rejoicing in His seventh-day Sabbath. If you're interested in more information, we have representatives around the world who are willing to answer your questions. You can find their contact information at our website at tomorrowsworld.org or in the Tomorrow's World magazine that you'll receive with today's free offer. You also don't have to wait to understand the truth about these dramatic figures of prophecy. Don't forget to request your free copy of our DVD, The Antichrist and the Beast of Revelation. And finally, don't forget to come back next week. Gerald Weston, Richard Ames, and I, as well as our guest presenter, Rod McNair, will be here waiting for you, ready to teach you truths from God's Word that few understand, the promises of His kingdom to come, and the meaning of your Bible's end-time prophecies. Until we see you again, take care. 
To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.